Welcome to this time of prayer and reflection on Sunday the 15th of November, the second Sunday before Advent. Let us pray. Lord, you are gracious and compassionate. You are loving to all and your mercy is over all your creation. We, your faithful servants, bless your name and speak of the glory of your kingdom. Amen. Bless the Lord, my soul, and bless God's holy name.
A reading from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers and sisters, you do not need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. When they say there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them, as labour pains come upon a pregnant woman, and there will be no escape. But you, beloved, are not in darkness, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light and children of the day. We are not of the night or of darkness. So then let us not fall asleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who are drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, and put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet the hope of salvation. For God has destined us not for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live in him. Therefore encourage one another, and build up each other, as indeed you are doing. This is the word of the Lord. Psalm 90 Lord, you have been our refuge from one generation to another. Before the mountains were brought forth, or the earth and the world were formed, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn us back to dust and say, Turn back, O children of earth, for a thousand years in your sight are but as yesterday, which passes like a watch in the night. You sweep them away like a dream. They fade away suddenly like the grass. In the morning it is green and flourishes. In the evening it is dried up and withered. For we consume away in your displeasure. We are afraid at your wrathful indignation. You have set our misdeeds before you and our secret sins in the light of your countenance. When you are angry, all our days are gone. Our years come to an end like a sigh. The days of our life are like three score years and ten, or if our strength endures even four score, yet the son of them is but labour and sorrow, for they soon pass away and we are gone. Who regards the power of your wrath and your indignation like those who fear you? So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. Amen. And a reading from Matthew 25, verses 14 to 30. Jesus said, For it is as if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I've made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You've been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. 
and the one with the two talents also came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I've made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You've been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave, you knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him, give it to the one with the ten talents, for to all those who have more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. You're fired, the ruthless businessman, a parable about leadership, a talk for the second Sunday before Advent. The most important question facing humankind this week is this. Will Donald Trump now go back to hosting American TV's The Apprentice? This is on my mind today because I'm thinking of the parable of the talents as being Jesus's version of the apprentice for a first century audience. It's an initiative test given to young business hopefuls to see what they can do with the resources entrusted to them. It's a tough test and the man in charge is the hardest sort of boss imaginable. You can easily see the Alan Sugar or the Donald Trump in him. Now, I've never watched The Apprentice, preferring Ant and Deck to Alan and Donald, but I seem to know quite a bit about it, for it's an influential show. The Sun newspaper called it the Thinking Man's Reality Show, and the Mirror described it as jaw-dropping viewing. The Telegraph called it the most addictive show in years, and The Guardian said that it provided a salutary lesson in aggressive buying and selling, hiring and firing. Salutary is a good word to describe it, for it suggests something which produces good effects, but in an unwelcome or unpleasant way. In his first century version of The Apprentice, the parable of the talents, Jesus portrays his businessman as a character quite unlikable, brusque and brutal. In fact, he provoked such fear in the third servant that this man was paralysed into doing nothing with the talents entrusted to him. The big boss treated this servant uncompromisingly, being thrown into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth is like having sugar or Trump in your face shouting, you're fired, and being shown the door to face the frenzied reactions of the press and social media. The parable of the ruthless businessman is very uncomfortable reading for those who want to draw parallels between the businessman and God 
as many do. But what if Jesus intended it to be received as a parable about leadership, a story which is in the Bible to help us contemplate the nature of leadership today? In the parable, this business leader was brutal, but he did do three good things for those he employed. First, he entrusted them with his property, expecting them to develop it in his absence. Then he resourced them with some talents. And on his return, he variously disciplined or rewarded them according to their performance, thus giving each of them the opportunity to learn and grow from the experience. The boss in Jesus' parable might remind us of people who've crossed our path in life, straight-talking leaders who took us down a few pegs, unspurring bosses who demoted us, or whose harshness may have shaken and demoralised us. Maybe we're all the stronger for having had these encounters, or maybe we're scarred for life. Thankfully, I imagine that we have also each been influenced by good bosses, gentle, humane leaders. Think for a moment of one who has played a special part in your life, whose character and example helped you learn how to follow in his or her good ways. Maybe it was an influential parent or other family member, a teacher, a friend, a colleague, an officer in command, perhaps a member of the clergy, someone whose guidance and encouragement helped you to grow in confidence and effectiveness. It is good and right that we should often remember these people, and in giving thanks for them, renew our commitment to follow the good lessons in life they taught us. Let's be clear that leaders aren't just those who make judgments in a TV studio or occupy the White House or Downing Street or Parliament. The leaders who carry most influence are people like you and me. The ordinary parents, grandparents, friends and neighbours, the teachers, the everyday mentors. People of all generations who, by our example and our words, can help and influence others along the way. Jesus called you and me to be people like this, people who can teach deep values to others around us. Followers of Christ, says St Paul, are children of light and children of the day, so we can share our light with others and lead them out of their darkness. St Paul teaches that followers of Christ are to live each day with him, led by our good leader Christ, to be everyday leaders ourselves in our own way influences of others in what we do and say. If, like me, you fear you're hardly up to such a task and paralysed into doing nothing with the talents gifted to you, then hear St Paul's reassurance that God has destined us not for wrath, not for weeping and gnashing of teeth, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us, so that whether we're awake or asleep, we may live with him. In other words, in the version of the apprentice, which is the kingdom of God, you will never have him point the finger at you and show you the door saying you're fired. God makes it his business to open his hands to you, to beckon you close and say you're loved. God wants us to be his partners in the business of bringing good news to the world. He doesn't judge us on our merits to be worthy of this work, but invites us by his grace. 
Christ is a leader we respect and love for all the love and talents he gives to us. He will not paralyze us by fear, but release us into lives of fulfillment. Christ is a leader whose ultimate act of self-giving has influenced so many over the centuries to give of themselves wholeheartedly, completely to lives of generosity and light. Christ is a leader who wants us as his apprentices. If we read the rest of Matthew 25, it's clear that this means us spending our lives living graciously and generously towards others, particularly the poorest and most struggling among us. Therefore, encourage one another and build up each other, says St Paul. This is the way God goes about business. It is our calling, our mission and our joy. Prayer in the time of the coronavirus. Loving Father God, be with us in our distress. Be with our families, friends, and neighbours, our country, and our world. Give health to the sick, hope to the fearful, and comfort to mourners. Give wisdom to our frontline and key workers, insight to our government, and patience to us all. Overcome disease with the power of your new life, through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. In our prayers this week, um, we're reminded that it is Alcohol Awareness Week. And so we pray for all those who struggle with alcohol addiction. For all those who offer help and support medically and therapeutically. With the Worldwide Anglican Church, we pray today for the Church of Ceylon under the leadership of Dilaraj Ranjit Kanaga Sabi, Bishop of Colombo, and Kirthiasri Fernando, the Bishop of Kuranigala. And for all God's people there, pray for our own community. At this time of uh, lockdown, for our homes and families, neighbours, businesses, schools, and all who are involved in care. We pray for those we know in ill health, Joan Robson, Jane Lodge, Peter Reed, Ian Woodburn, John Richards, and others who we name in this moment of quiet. We pray for those who have died in the love and faith of Christ, John Smale, Jean Richards, and John Lovett others who we remember today. Lord, in your mercy, 
hear our prayer. Heavenly Lord, you long for the world's salvation. Stir us from apathy, restrain us from excess, and revive in us new hope that all creation will one day be healed in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We pray such prayers in certainty because we know that our God is a God of amazing grace.
Close with a blessing. The love of the Lord Jesus draw you to himself. The power of the Lord Jesus strengthen you in his service. The joy of the Lord Jesus fill your hearts. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. <laughs>